In the past 10 years, we've seen a number of new political parties being launched, and we've also witnessed politicians moving from party to party. This obviously then begs the question, is there a need for political belonging or political home among politicians? And what, if anything, does the advent of allowing independence to run for parliament and ultimately potentially for presidency, does this change the game at all? What do the names, let's start from Bantu Holomisa, Let's start at Julius Malema, Shikota, that's Mbazima Shilowa, and Patrick Likota or Terra Likota. In recent times, Ace Mahashule, Karl Niehaus, Bongani Baloyi, Mzwane Lemanyi. Well, the list could potentially be quite an endless one. Your thoughts on that? But Ms. Asanda Ngwasheng is on the line. Ma'am, thank you so much for joining us on the line. Do appreciate your thoughts as always. Yeah, I suppose this is what is not abnormal in the political context leading up to an election. But next year's election is quite like no other. And the question is, what gamesmanship is one anticipating to see and how are political parties to that extent going to be affected by it all? Well, I mean, I think it's it's a, it's a normal part in essence of a growing democracy. It's been 30 years of, um, of democracy in South Africa. And uh, what that means is that people begin to rethink the ways in which they think about politics people begin to rethink the ideologies that they hold and and sometimes people just literally look at their career and decide where their career will be best served because south Mm -hmm. africa uh, you know has matured politically such that we have people for whom politics is a career and that has implications um, in that it's a different type of person that enters the political sphere to the people who used to enter politics in the past when politics actually meant the possibility of giving up, you know, um, your peace, of giving up your your family and potentially being arrested and or having to go to exile. Let's talk about the reality of independence. There is a court judgment that has made it somewhat a lot easier for them to participate in the political arena. This obviously gives those who might feel politically without homes or politically expedient in the established political setup an opportunity to simply move albeit potentially even for the short term to move as independents because they know they have the necessary constituency support that they would have otherwise used to benefit the party but now it becomes that of the individual are we anticipating any trends of that kind of course it's all speculative for this is new territory altogether in the national elections setup but would we have references outside the country or relevant examples perhaps where we might glean potentiality of one thing or the other well i think that you know we we're seeing as i've said it's part of the the maturing of the of the political system mm-hmm. and i think it's good that the constitutional court has made various rulings around independent candidates. And we know now that out of the 400 seats, we're going to have at least 200 of them being available to um, to independent candidates. And I think that's a good thing from a perspective of, we've seen many communities complain that, you know, this person that we as a constituency voted for is not doing what we want them to do and is hiding behind the political party. And we've seen political parties not taking actions to remove people when constituencies or communities say they no longer want that person in leadership. And so independent candidacy presents the potential to no longer have this problem of people who are supported by nobody continuing 
to be in, in leadership positions where they don't represent any one specific person's um, views or, or, or have the support of the community that they're supposed to serve. But I think, you know, what's going to be interesting to see in, in the upcoming years is how the political party system itself then fares in the face of people being able to kind of, you know, in the same way that people start off with a franchise and then once they, they gain they gain their regular followers mm-hmm. and uh, and have established a base, they then move and no longer become uh, and are no longer a franchise and just have their own name at the, you know, at the door. So it is likely that we're going to see people who start off as political party members and then becoming independent members as they, their popularity grows. But the political party system and itself is a machine and itself is is an institution and so it it may depending on how things go it may overpower some in terms of the the independent candidates because you're basically dealing with a situation where you're going to have individual x who mm. is operating as an individual and whatever team they have are focused on that individual versus you know a big machine like the the African National Congress who has the bulk of the political budget because of the numbers that they have so if you want to beat somebody like the ANC in an election, you're going to have to work very hard and you're going to have to, uh, you know, build at least some level of the same institutionalism that the ANC has in order to be able to sway people. But of course, we know that politicians and, and politics themselves may lead to people choosing to go against the grain or to go against political parties, as we've seen in the last elections, that the last three elections that we've had, people basically were voting against the status quo with both the ANC and the Democratic Alliance losing votes by a potentially a 5% margin and more sometimes. Do you feel that the voter or the voting block for next year's general election are sufficiently educated on the implication of what their vote might mean if they should decide to support an independent candidate? Well, I think this is part of part of the issue is that the the actual changes that were supposed to made to be made were actually made quite late and even the the political I mean the constitutional court ruling is coming in quite late with a few months left to to the election. So I don't think that there necessarily is enough that has been done in order to kind of teach people or to educate people about what it means to vote for an independent candidate versus a political party. Because one of the challenges, for instance, and why I think the Constitutional Court said only 200 out of the 400 seats can be independent candidates is because, first of all, we have a proportional representation system, which we chose because of the diversity of of our country, which we can't let go of. And then secondly, you have the fact that if there's an independent independent candidate that has been voted for, if that candidate happens to get sick, happens to die, or happens to, for whatever reason, no longer be able to hold the position. Unlike a political party where that particular seat, that particular space then gets occupied by the next member on the on, on the slate or the the list in an independent candidate candidacy situation, that is going to lead to potentially a by-election, in which case then people get to choose or you know over political parties or other independent candidates and that itself has implications for the administrative process and the kind of work that the IEC is going to but it's have not to unprecedented do. So it happens all the time it happens all the time it, it happens all the time, but right now it's happening with political parties, which are fewer in number. So if you think about it, if we have a, an independent candidate, let's say die and or get sick, let's say every three months, 
that's going to be a, a much higher number than the by-elections or the number of by-elections that we have currently. So it's it's not to say that it's wrong to have uh, you know independent candidates or that because administratively it's going to take a lot. I'm not I'm not that's not what I'm I'm saying. I'm just saying that these are the things that we need to kind of be aware of that there are going to be administrative um, implications for independent candidature. And those are the things that the IEC will need to sort out and also the kind of things that we as a political system are going to have to kind of suffer through in a sense to get to a point of stability and understanding what it means to have this dual system of independent candidates and also the, the proportional representation system where political parties are um, are the dominant. A lot of things are yet going to be proven true or otherwise. But what is certainly true, and I think you've touched a lot of it, the uncertainties are a serious game changer and perhaps an opportunity for us as South Africans to really take the power of the vote, voter registration, and all things to do with general elections rather seriously. I think here for the first time in a while, we are being challenged as the citizens to also have a, a genuine stake in the voting system at large. Mr. Sandong Washing, final comment. Uh, well, I think, I mean, I think it's it's as you describe, but I think also what's what's important to note is that, you know, this is the first time really that we're having the potential of people being able to directly vote in the person that they want and directly vote out when they are not happy, which is something that, as I said, people have been uh, complaining about. But one part where I think it's going to be exciting to see what happens with independent candidates is when it comes to um, the formation of coalition governments. So independent candidates have the, will have the potential to become kingmakers if, for example, the ANC gets, uh, say, 46% uh, 46% of, of the vote instead of the 50% plus that they require, independent candidates could potentially fool fulfill the required percentages um, a lot more than, for, for example, political parties who have to stick to particular ideologies and uh, certain frameworks and also who have a history. So independent candidates, um, you know, are the, the, new, the new babies in the game, but they also have the potential to be kingmakers in the same way that we've seen, you know, very small political parties in the municipal elections playing kingmaker role, um, sometimes I think to the detriment of democracy, but other times I think to the benefit of democracy. And so these are the kind of conversations and discussions we're going to need to be having around, you know, what is the democratic um, what does it mean democratically if you have somebody who has 1% yeah, sure. as happened in, in Johannesburg? What does it mean for democracy if you have a 1% now deciding the fate of you know the whole of Johannesburg, for example? Interesting thoughts, interesting comments, and only time will tell Mr. Sandong Washing, independent political analyst. Thank you, ma'am, so much for your time. It's time for news with Greg Hose.